0: Moncrief on News Talk.
1: Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. How long has it been? Five months, 17 days, and six hours. Wow. No, that is. Um... Very promising. She in there. She wanted to be waked. I was thinking, if it's okay, either. I'd like to say something at the funeral. About what? Granny. Oh, I don't think there'd be any need for that.
0: Do you think there'd be any need for that, Tom?
1: Uh, no, God, no. I'm not going to be
0: embarrassing.
1: She's been really good to
0: me these last few months, you know? Her support. Of course, yeah. And we're here to support you, too, this weekend. Aren't
1: we, Tom?
2: Absolutely, yeah. Very much here, mm. too. Uh...
1: Right, um, we're going to go to the shops. For what? Food. You don't have any? I'm off gluten and dairy too. Oh, for sake. What? Why don't you go with them and get what you need? I haven't seen Granny yet. Well, it's not like she's going anywhere, is it?
0: That's The Dry. It's on Wednesdays at 9.35 on RT1. You can watch the whole series on the RT player. James Dempsey uh, joins us once again. Afternoon, James.
2: Good afternoon, Sean.
0: Uh, So, The Dry refers, I assume, to the main character who's had uh, issues with alcohol.
2: Indeed, and as we heard in that clip, she's been five months sober. And this is a drama, comedy drama from uh, the writer Nancy Harris. Um, she is a BAFTA-nominated Irish writer. She is probably best known for her play as a playwright, really. But um, she's had huge success writing uh, various scripts over in the UK. And this is a co-production then with Element, uh, Element Pictures, and directed by Paddy Brannock. And it has some big names attached to it, I guess, in the form of. Uh, here on Heinz and I liked it but I have to admit um it's a show that has gone international before it got to us it was distributed on Britbox which is a streaming service that I actually think we can't even sign up for because it is for kind of like British shows all over the world. And uh, this has already gone out in Australia. It's gone out in Canada. It's gone out in the UK, I think, and in in the US. And it has been met with a lot of critical acclaim. So I was very excited about this because actually I've been cycling (laughs) on my way to work through Ballybock in North Dublin. And the billboard for this first appeared, I would say, in October. And I have been going, when is that coming? When is that coming? An Irish drama that I can finally review on the radio. And it has finally arrived, and I will say also all episodes of it are now up on the RT player, so you don't have to do the weekly double bill that they're proposing. And I sat down to watch it, and I find sometimes, you know, With Irish made stuff, we can be, or certainly I can be extra critical that when I'm watching it, I apply a much higher standard, even though uh, often the, you know, the, the, the budget is lower than it would be, you know, for a big American HBO kind of show. And I went in with that bias in mind, trying to keep an open mind. And my kind of ultimate thoughts on it are, it is a very competently made And reasonably uh, good show. It is not spectacular, but it certainly is funny and uh, dramatic at times, but ultimately I have a few problems with it, right? So, our main character is Roisin Gallaher. She plays Shiv Sheridan. She's having an amazing year, Roisin Gallaher. She's going to soon be starring in a a, a kind of another comic drama on Sky called The Lovers, um, where she will have her native Belfast accent. And Shiv has just returned from London, as we heard in the clip there, for her grandmother's uh, funeral in South County Dublin. And her family are... uh, are are messy. I suppose is the way to describe it. Her mother, Bernie, is a kind of uh, cross between like, uh, you know, Brenda Blethen and Juliet Binoche, and is able to suck lemons like no one else. Uh, her dad is played by um, Kieran Hines. He's Tom. He's the kind of typical means well dad unable to confront his problems his her sister is siobhan cullen uh played by caroline sheridan who's an uptight doctor who uh, is always looking disapprovingly at her sister and then the youngest member of the family is adam richardson as aunt who is uh who is uh, <laughs> basically he's gay <laughs> that's all they gave him right, right okay there is a personality uh, He's partial to uh, illegal substances and um, many bedfellows and he doesn't get an awful lot of development beyond uh, uh, reconciling with uh, sort of some family trauma that will become apparent as the series goes on. Now, ultimately, my main problem with this was was that it was like it, it is absolutely totally fine and good in parts but for me the main issue is i never sort of felt like uh, shiv had reached her rock bottom like at a couple of times they have these flashbacks where they're showing her struggling with her drinking and um you know there are times you know, like one of them uh, i think it's maybe in the second or the third episode where she's you know we, we flash back to her in london and she's having um a well she's engaging in some romantic activities with uh with a gentleman in a public toilet and uh, i think we're supposed to sort of be uh we as an audience are supposed to be really disgusted that this is happening and uh to be honest with you this kind of thing happens in dramas all the time and if the point they're trying to make is that the guy she's sleeping with is You know, not that handsome or whatever. To be honest, they kind of lost me in that. Other than that, I found the family's kind of moral background to be very odd. Uh, We learn quite early on. That Bernie and Tom, the parents, are in a somewhat, uh, you know, a, a, a somewhat open marriage, and yet later on they are completely and utterly aghast at other kind of sexual exploits that might appear. To me, it was just a little. It was like the show kept trying to have its cake and eat it too. Mm. But when it was good. It was really, really, really good. And the things that I liked most about it were um, there's, you know, in in the second episode, Shiv attends, you know, an AA meeting in South County, Dublin, and it's full of uh, Avoka Rice Krispie buns and uh, (laughs) trauma by way of yoga retreat. Mm. Uh, Whereas she then goes to an inner city one and she meets her later to become sponsor, Karen, who's played by Janet Moran. I thought all the scenes between them were interesting and funny Uh, But parts of it, yeah, my main problem is it just keeps trying to have its cake and eat it too. And there are these moments where it is going for these broad laughs to be then immediately followed by a kind of very dark and miserable humor. Uh, Any review you read of this, and I have read many at this point from all over the world, all sort of say it's an Irish version of uh, Fleabag. And that is just completely and utterly incorrect (laughs) because it isn't. Uh, It's not as acutely funny as that show, and it's more of a family drama than that is. But all in, as an eight-episode, 30-minute thing, how does it pan out? Yeah, like, pretty well. I think it is, you know, the cast all gel quite well together, even uh, though the family is not especially well fleshed out. And they are all, you know, another issue I kind of had with it is how unlikable they all are, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh,
0: yeah, and do, do the family know that Shea Fassad issues with alcohol?
2: yes so as we like yeah so she she is a recovering alcoholic from the get-go and even in this opening episode where she's attending the family wake uh, all her extended family know it and they're all talking about it but the show is as much about um sort of i guess recovering alcoholics as it is about the irish tendency to lean towards alcohol as a fix for many of our problems right as in not maybe people who are not uh Alcoholics, but people who are certainly heavy drinkers, and what that might mean, what that might mean for them and their relationships in their family. Mm. Uh, another kind of subplot we get is Shiv reconnecting with uh, her kind of a long lost boyfriend, uh, Jack, another artist. Shiv is an artist herself. He's played, but he's played by Mo Dunford. Uh, he gets a particularly raw deal in this, in the sense that he, like, I mean. Oh, a worse, you know, a, a, a worsely Plotted or meaner or Inconsiderate uh, hunk I've yet to come across in Irish TV But all in um, The good here far outweighed The bad for me, I guess is what I'm saying But yeah. for by no means did I think it was a Perfect TV show Yeah, okay,
0: yeah, because the, the kind of Black sheep coming home, you know To the quirky family sounds Kind of familiar really, it sounds like Kind of dramas we've seen before
2: You know, it's rich ground for a reason, but certainly I don't think uh, there's nothing especially novel or new in this version of that story.
0: Yeah. Okay, we'll move on to our next show. It is Daisy Jones and the Six, new episodes streaming every Friday on Amazon Prime Video. Here's a clip.
1: Can I ask you a question? What do you think the song's about?
0: What do I think the song is about? What the song I wrote? What do I think the song that I wrote is about? It's about starting a new life, Daisy. Okay. It's about redemption.
1: Redemption from, from what?
0: From uh, letting people down.
1: So guilt. It's about guilt.
0: No, it's not about guilt.
1: I'm it's, sorry. It's I'm not us. trying to pry or anything. I'm just trying to, you know, get us on the same page and understand the story better so that I can help, which is, I think that's why I'm here. I'm assuming it's about you. <laughs> okay. So you let somebody down, right? And now you're, you're saying, you know, everything's fine. Look at us now. Everything's in the past. Nothing, yeah, it what's doesn't... wrong with that? I don't believe it and it doesn't sound honest and it sounds simple and I don't know you very well. You don't seem simple to me. Oh, thank you. Also, why did you call it Honeycomb? You know that that, that's a Ricky Nelson song, right? She always liked this.
0: Right. So I have read a bit about this in advance, James, and the the buzz seemed to be that this is just a, um, a thinly disguised version of the Fleetwood Mac story.
2: It is completely and utterly a thinly disguised version of the Fleetwood Mac uh, story. So it comes from a novel uh, written by Taylor Jenkins Reid, and she based her novel, I think, when she she saw a version. Like, I'm, I'm not that clued into Fleetwood Mac, but I know they had some big concert in the 90s where they got back together and there was lots of Stevie Nicks staring at uh, Whatever the Fleetwood guy's name is, uh, Lindsay is it or yeah, Lindsay, Lindsay Buckingham um,
0: or McFleetwood? It could be, yeah. anyway. Yeah,
2: uh, well, I think they were all look. I, I think it, it, throughout their history, they all ended up with each other anyway. So I'm sure they were all staring, giving each other the evil eyes and lascivious eyes at the same time. So basically, if she watched the 90s version of that concert and was so struck by it that she wrote this novel. It actually does form part of her. A kind of extended novel universe where a number of characters appear in different versions of the same or, or appear in different uh, novels. And it's kind of funny because all our novels are, have been picked up and are being turned into various different TV shows or movies, but they're all by different streamers. So it is like the most disconnected mm-hmm. cinematic universe yet, yet to come. But it's about... Um, it's set in the sort of sixties and seventies, and it is about the titular uh, Daisy Jones, who is played by Riley Keough, who is a very successful actress in her own right. But it must uh, cannot go without being said that she is also Elvis Presley's granddaughter, and she uh, is uh, you know born into great privilege and starts writing songs in a diary. I, I had to laugh every time she picked up this tiny little red diary, and we're supposed to believe that she's constantly writing you know songs in it, and yet by episode. Three. She seems to have made it about 10 pages into the diary. And she encounters the six who are a rock band uh, out of Pittsburgh, of which there are five members, plus uh, the kind of lead singer's wife. And they basically, uh, so the lead singer is played by Sam Claffin. Uh, Fate conspires to bring them together to form a very, uh, you know, a very Fleetwood Mackie type band. Now, this is going to be a 10 part series. The first three episodes went live last uh, Friday and each one will come out next Friday and or in subsequent Fridays and all in you know, um, I thought that this, again, was really, really handsomely made, right? It is a beautiful production. The costumes are fantastic. The music is really excellent, uh, if you like that kind of music. And certainly people do, because this is the first fictional band, uh, Daisy Jones and the Six, to ever go to number one in the iTunes chart, uh, album chart. Their Mm. album has gone straight to the top of the charts there. And certainly I will give credit where credit is due. Uh, This was planned pre-pandemic, so all of the auditions took place before the pandemic, and then because of the lockdown they sort of, I guess, contractually forced all of their stars to go into uh, intensive music lessons and learn how to play the guitar, the drums, the bass, the keyboard, how to, you know, work with vocal coaches to get that, uh, you know, that that uh, star quality into their performances. And we have been led to believe that a lot of the performances are really live or certainly as live, right? And and the music, the music part of it really holds up. They look like real people when they're on stage, they're sweating and so on and so forth. But for me, the kind of main issue is something similar, actually a bit to the dry in the sense that like... where are the real rock bottoms here, right? By that, I mean, I think in episode two of this, of this three run episode, we see Sam Claffins, Billy Dunn uh, succumb to alcoholism. And I mean, it is the fastest uh, fall into alcoholism and then bounce back. You have ever seen in a single episode (laughs) of a TV show. And he's cheating on his wife, despite the fact that, uh, you know, they've literally only just got together. Like, you know, it's all moving so rapidly and yet kind of so, I mean, I wouldn't go so far as it's not tame enough to be PG, but it's somewhere in the 12s realm of of alcohol or substance abuse in rock TV shows. So it all is just for me a little bit tame at the moment, but I think there is scope for things to get a lot messier down the line because where we have left it in our in our viewing of it, uh, Daisy and the six have just managed to connect, and obviously fireworks are to follow at this point. But all in, I think it is a uh, you know. I know that this book was a huge, huge bestseller. It also is, uh, you know, th- this version of it, it comes from Scott Neustatter and Michael H. Weber, who are best known for 500 Days of Summer and The Fault in Our Stars and were uh, Oscar nominated for The Disaster Artist. So they know their way around putting together a decent script. A script, The whole thing, as I said, you know, Amazon has a lot of money and it looks like it has a lot of money in this show. They've recreated the 70s in California really beautifully. And, and it's all kind of a bit grimy, but very, very, very cool looking. I just need the drama to be a bit more dramatic. And my biggest, biggest quibble with it is my understanding is the book, uh, Daisy Johnson 6, is told as like a transcript of various interviews with them. They obviously can't do that here. So instead they frame it as like a musical documentary. So you have talking heads of the cast in the 90s uh, they don't look old enough, you know. Like they're supposed to have had, they're supposed to have led these, you know, hard rocking lives in the '70s and broken up as a band, and yet they look like, you know, they look, they look better than I do, right? <laughs> And at the same time. That also saps a lot of the dramatic tension because you have this mocky drama going on where we're we're following uh, the dra- the dramatized version of the band getting off or or well certainly that's happening, but getting off the ground, but also um we're then getting these talking heads of them commenting on it, and it actually really just saps the drama from it because it's just so like um contrived, really mm.
0: yeah. Okay, that sounds a bit... Well, I suppose you could, like, because, like, Fleetwood Mac, when they were making uh, rumours, like, they were all splitting up with each other. They were all out out of their face on drugs the whole time. It was an utter car crash. So, yeah, you couldn't get any more dramatic than that. Why didn't they just do that bit? But maybe... I know, right? I think
2: it's... Look, I think that bit is coming. It's just that the preamble has been very tame in comparison. Yeah.
0: Okay, our third show is The Reluctant Traveller with Eugene Levy. You can stream all episodes of season one uh, now on Apple TV+. Here's a clip. This wall of fame shows the most distinguished guests dating back over 70 years. Well, we've got Greta Garbo, Humphrey Bogart, Grace of Monaco. Right. And, as of first thing this morning, a brand new edition oh look who it is it's eugene levy wow that's that's a nice touch at least i hope it is by the way these people uh, these people unfortunately are no longer are no longer uh, let's say alive they're uh well that's a good way of putting it they're they're um they're all dead well this is definitely a lovely gesture lovely and frightening this could be an omen that something not good is about to happen well thank you mr lorenzoni it was a thank pleasure you.
2: yes right this sounds a bit bonkers this is such a, like listen if i was eugene levy's agent and they offered this to me not only like uh, I'd be saying, can I come along too, basically, right? So this is a travelogue show in which Eugene Levy gets paid, presumably, a hefty uh, salary to go around the world and stay in the most exclusive hotels you can imagine in places from Finland to Costa Rica to Venice, Utah, Japan, the Maldives, Lisbon and South Africa. And then sort of I guess, pretend that he doesn't like it (laughs) because he spends his whole time going, I'm a reluctant traveler. I don't really like traveling. When I do travel, I love staying in hotels. So certainly we know, look, he's a very successful comic actor at this point. We can imagine he's made his way around the world a couple of times and has probably stayed in some nice hotels. Maybe he is a reluctant, uh, you know, person hitting the the tourist traps, but certainly he likes a fancy hotel. And boy, does he get them in this. Now, it is also an exceptionally charming show, and he makes for a really good foil in this because he plays his part really, really well. Like when I was watching this, I was immediately struck by um, Netflix has a, its own travelogue show with Zac Efron that I did on this mm. uh, on, on this slot uh, maybe two years ago. That's called Down to Earth with Zac Efron. It's ostensibly through a kind of um, ecological viewpoint, but it's Zac Efron going around and experiencing different things all over the world. And he is a terrible presenter for that show because he comes across as really dopey, <laughs> like a total himbo, <laughs> unable to engage meaningfully with anyone that he encounters. Whereas Eugene Levy, has interest he's just interested in every single place he's in he's interested in talking to the people he's interested in being warm and funny and self-deprecating with all of them and he's going around as a 75 year old man really game to be the fool or to be the butt of the joke or to be to have his leg pulled or to do whatever and as we heard in the clip there He's not awkward, but he's manages to create kind of like silly moments of awkwardness where everyone is in on the joke and it's just really, really charming. And then the other thing about it is obviously Apple is like the wealthiest com- company in the world. The budget for this episode eight, episode one, I mean, it must have been in the tens of like millions and millions and millions because just the way it is shot the way it is scored the way it is edited the you know the the variety of places and activities that they do they're all just like things that only you know that that I could only dream of mm-hmm. and certainly um I'll be dreaming of them because I will absolutely be going back to finish this because it's just really 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 pleasant funny easy Kind of TV, you know, it's kind of like watching like Instagram, like it's it's like watching Instagram, but with funny people leading you around the world. I honestly thought it was the most charming thing I've seen this year.
0: Okay, that's a a fairly major thumbs up. His reluctance, though, does it feel like an act or does he kind of pull that (laughs) off?
2: I think, he, to be honest, I think he kind of pulls it off. Maybe I'm just projecting my own my own cynicism onto him here, right? Like, the point he kind of makes is that he doesn't like being away from his family. He doesn't really like spending long times on planes. And certainly he has to do an awful lot of that for this show. But, like, you know, I don't have a lot of sympathy for someone who's saying, I don't really like traveling while well, then. While then getting to stay in this beautiful hotel in Venice, where you know Humphrey Bogart was staying, and just is you know I'm not holding up to it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So those three shows are The Reluctant Traveler with Eugene Levy. You can stream all episodes of season one now on Apple Plus TV. Daisy Jones and the Six. New episodes streaming every Friday on Amazon Prime Video, and The Dry. That's on Wednesdays at 9:35 on RTE One, or you can watch the whole series on the RTE Player. James Dempsey, thanks a million. Thank you. We'll take a break back in a couple of minutes.
1: Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2 p.m. On News Talk.